Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Hello, this is Gary Brumby from the Retford Ghost Hunters, and you are listening to the Full Circle Podcast. Well, that's very kind, Gary. Thank you very much. Gary Brumby there from last from the uh, from the Retford Ghost Hunters in our previous episode. Um, welcome, Julie. Welcome, Glenn. How are you both? Hello, Phil. Hello, Phil. Hi, Glenn. I'm feeling pretty Hi, chilled Jim. out now. Is that yeah. with your skull? I yeah. can't remember the name of that skull. Prionite. Prionite. Yeah. Mm. I've not heard of that. I really haven't heard of that before. Um, one, but yeah. it's it's lovely. It's almost like aquamarine. It is a bit like aquamarine. Yeah, it's yeah. Translucent, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Quite chilled out. So, now. what does that do? What does that crystal do? Julie? Well, it heals the healer apparently. So, I've needed a bit of nurturing uh, the last two or three weeks. I'm just recovering from an injury. So I'm using it to help me there a little bit. Mm. We were saying earlier, weren't we, that we've all had that forced... Enforced rest. Uh, enforced period. rest. For the last yeah, two weeks. For the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, something that I'm eager to talk to our next guest about, really, because I know that our next guest um, is kind of on the same wavelength <coughs> of wavelength as us with, yeah. the, with energies and feeling those energies at the minute. Um Sorry, Glenn, I've not asked you where you are. Oh, about time. I'm good, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I've just had a lovely trip um, up to uh, Sunderland uh, today, so that was nice. First time I've really explored the city there, and even though I think I've just scratched the surface of the place, it was a lovely place to go, and I just felt that urge I had to have a walk around there. Mm. Um, the drive back was a little bit blustery, you know, mm. a bit nail-biting, with the yeah, winds the that wind. we've been experiencing, but uh, I'm really well, thank you. Feeling really refreshed. And how about yourself? There? I'm okay. I'm good. Um, like we were saying before, it's that that massive shift in energy over the last mm. couple of weeks, especially since I mean, we've 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 said maybe it's pro- actually <laughs> like solar flares that are coming yeah. in at the minute, but actually from the fourth of November from the the new moon at the beginning of November, I it's feel that, that shift in energy in me massively. You at are the minute. changing, so I would say, yeah. Definitely. It's been a massive shift that evolved that evolve evolvement not evolvement. Unfoldment. Unfoldment, Glenn. Mm. I like that. That's a good word. Unfoldment and you're evolving as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. For the better, mm. so massive shifts at the minute in the collective. I think. Mm. Um, without further ado, let's let's um, move on to our fabulous guest this evening for this episode. Um, teacher and nutritionalist, psychic medium, Reiki master, specialist in twin flame connections as well. So mm. something that we can talk about later. 
Program Director at Incorporating Wellness and Nutritional Director at 360 Well at the 360 Wellbeing Center. Mm. Um, please welcome Kelly Hopley. Welcome, Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hi, guys. How are you all? Good, thanks. How are you, yeah, Kelly? Good. Yes, I'm all right. Thank you very much. I'm uh, looking forward to speaking to you all and uh, been quite excited about uh, getting on the programme. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to have it you. Julie, Julie was saying earlier on that she came into the shop yes, and she was and uh, she's she met you, she, you've, you. She met you face to face at the shop the other day. Yes, mm-hmm. it was one of those really great moments where um, mm-hmm. I uh, I was just uh, there sort of with the the. Uh, program manager if you like there and uh, I sort of looked through the door and I was like I know that lady I know her. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight away I was like I know you I was recognized <laughs> was I instantly yeah, actually. Yeah, it was amazing I was like wow <laughs> uh, so, it was it was lovely it was the uh, moment of fame for uh, for Julie there because yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. I was racking my brain so I was thinking have I met this lady before I'm not sure yeah. <laughs> I bet you thought I really don't know who you are but uh, but yeah so I, I said oh no I'm coming on the podcast yeah so uh, yeah it was it was lovely to uh, you know meet her in person albeit briefly yeah well Glenn mentioned about you coming on then yeah. to see you before that was amazing yeah so good timing and all and then and then mm. Kelly gets a random it was a, a random of course <laughs> yeah and then Kelly gets a random friend request friend friend request from myself as well you mean stalker you, request a stalker request <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it, it was the the precursor was the sorry about the uh, the random friend request so I thought well no because I know who that is too <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> No, it was uh, it was fine and uh, yeah, really nice to work to w- be with all of you. Mm. Oh, we, so, we, yeah. it's a it's yeah. a pleasure for us. So, Kelly, you're based at the the health food shop in Mansfield Woodhouse. Am I right? Do you, so, do you work in the shop and upstairs? Because I know they've got the the therapy rooms, haven't they upstairs? upstairs. Mm. Yeah. So, I um, I work from the health food shop in uh, Mansfield Woodhouse upstairs, yeah. um, albeit I do uh, not as quite as much there because I have uh, so many commitments, but, uh, but I am still there now and again and uh, from Chesterfield at the 360 Wellbeing Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do obviously quite a lot of modalities, so uh, working with nutrition and blood testing on one side, but then on the the Reiki and uh, sort of the, the mediumship on the other um, yeah. and anything else really that you want to throw between. So... Um, yeah, yeah, it's really busy, but uh, I adore what I do. I think I'm very privileged. Yeah, yeah you sound like you really brilliant. enjoy being busy, doing lots of different things. I'm a bit like that as well. I like to cram as much in as I can. So, I, I mean, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, definitely. I was reading that you'd you'd you've written um, content for different training programs and things like that. So it does seem that you really are so busy with everything that you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting actually to be on the podcast because um, I think speaking about like being busy more recently, uh, I was quite unwell and um, I, I was poorly with the old COVID, and then after that, um, I just really didn't bounce back as quick as I thought I would. Mm. But I think that um, you know, with these 
things that happen in life it's I, th- I do often think it's there to redirect you and yeah. you know sometimes I, I love everything that I do but it is really busy and I'm torn between lots of different things and I think sometimes you know when these things happen mm-hmm. I'm a true believer that it's to pull you back to your sole purpose yeah. and yeah. to yeah. what you actually should be doing so I'm trying now more than ever before to listen to really what I'm meant to be here for Um, and I do definitely have a joke with like my friends who are sort of spiritually minded and um, I say oh you know if if you don't listen then that lesson is going to come around again (laughs) so yeah Yeah. because we we, try and pay attention yeah because we are we're all going through cycles everything's a cycle isn't it so um for sure and I think easy you know life as it is today you know I think certainly for me definitely I mean being sort of academic and and all that side but then also having the spirituality as well I think Mm -hmm. it's sometimes quite difficult to pull them in together um and I think it's only more recently that I think for me, probably in the last maybe five or six years that I've accepted that, look, no, this is a big part of my life. And if people want to sort of accept me as a person, then this mm-hmm. is something that they need to accept as well, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I think I, I do speak a lot more honestly now about, you know, the spiritual side. And, yeah. um, and I think that allows me to be, you know, truer to myself, really, which again makes me a better person because you are being, you know who you should be so uh, yeah I'm very much a believer in that so I try and stick even though I do lots of things I do try and stick to right this is what you know my my life purpose is if you like but I think Mm. ultimately I'm here to serve (laughs) I think everything I've ever done has been here to serve I feel like that as well you know how long ago definitely uh, was your people how long ago was your spiritual journey then Kelly when did it all start um yeah, it's a difficult one, you know, um, because I've sort of known since I was very young um, that there was something. Um, and my dad always, you know, has this joke about, you know, all the other girls wanting to dress up in the princess stuff and I always look for the witch costume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like it. You know, but <laughs> so we always had these jokes. But, yeah, I mean, seriously, I think sort of, I'd say sort of 12 years ago was when I sort of trained in my Reiki. Yeah. which was quite a strange thing because it was uh, another school teacher who I worked with who sort of turned around and said, my spirit guides told me I'll have to train doing Reiki. And mm. at that time I was all very sort of sciencey and mm. thought, right, well, whatever. And I've never ever looked back. Mm. You know, that journey for me was, absolute paramount in the person that I am today and I'm always be grateful to her for you know starting that journey or true journey for me um but I think over the last I'd say probably sort of two to three years I've taken it a lot more seriously and and I think I mentioned you know to fill on the message that you know I think a lot of people or we'd all like to think that it's sort of unicorns rainbows and you know rose petals and it's not the journey can be quite difficult and yeah, it can be quite um you have to sort of go self-facing don't you yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know and, it gets and quite... look back in at yourself no. it's like a shadow Sorry, self, again. Isn't it? i was gonna say i was gonna say it gets quite raw at some point mm. yeah uh, so... it does get yeah it gets really raw um and i think that you know if you can really ride that wave and sort of try and really try and i suppose 
look back at what you're trying to learn or what what it's trying to teach you as you go through the journey um then it can be an absolute fabulous one but i think over the last sort of two or three years you know just realizing that and that it is part of it um has been sort of really interesting and the ability to help others you know who are also on that journey who are probably a little bit you know a few years behind if you like um and yeah I mean, it, for me now, well, it's not just a part of my life. It's who I am, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think once yeah. you embrace that of who you truly are, then your life starts to unfold in miraculous ways. And, you know, things start to fall into place. Connections are made with other like-minded people. And it it just all works, doesn't it, once we accept yeah. who we're, yeah. we are? How for sure, yeah, and it is finding your people, you know, at the health shop, particularly, you know, we're all very spiritually minded and, you know, we are, it does very much feel like, you know, a soul family and to have that is, I think, really, really important because what you don't want is to, you know, certainly I'm sure that you are all exactly the same and you could come out with so many different stories that you'd think that how can that actually happen but I know that I'm in a safe space there to say do you know what yeah. <laughs> you know and they'll go wow really mm. um, so yeah absolutely the miracles just unfold and unfold and there's so many things that you can't really put into regular or the regular world if you like yeah, um, yeah, but same. it's there's always a reason and, and I'm realising that now there's Every single thing, every person you meet, everything is just sort of tied with that. I always think of that red thread, isn't it? You can't always see it, but it's always tied to it. Yeah. 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 And you work alongside such, and at, at the health food shop at, in Woodhouse, you work alongside actually such an enlightened family there, don't you, with the King mm, family? Yeah. Um, with the King, oh, the, yeah. with Liam. Yeah, and, they, and, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's an absolute joy. I mean, they are, as I said, you know, my soul family and I can go to them for, you know, support and, and literally enlightenment. And we, you know, we support one another, yeah. um, you know, in the conversations, as I say, we have, I'm sure people would look and go seriously, but then, <laughs> you know, people yeah. listen in and then, you know, someone will come in the shop to buy something and within five minutes, they sort of sat down going, oh, tell me about that, you know. Um, and it's, yeah, it's lovely because, and, and it is, it sounds really corny to say it is based on, you know, just that complete love and respect for one another, but it really is. And yeah. ultimately that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. How did you make that transition from, because if, if I'm right, if correct me if I'm, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but um, I'm, I, I think you worked for the police at one point. Uh, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And, but also you were a yeah. tutor at West Knotts College? Is yeah, that... I was um, police for five years. And um, again, it's all part of the journey, isn't it? And yeah. amazing. Absolutely amazing. I absolutely loved my job, albeit um, I think when I started having a family and things like that, it got mm. a little bit too mm sort of much in terms of trying to juggle everything and obviously hence why I left as well as obviously having a clinic that was building and it sort of needed me but uh, yeah again I see that as just such an important part of my journey and the only problem with being a police officer which you haven't even got a mind of it's not something you're trained or you could even imagine is that when you are like us and when you're an empath 
Yeah. That's really tough. Oh, I mean, yeah. really tough yeah. because yeah. it's like almost you. Not allowed. To I don't be. know. I'm not going to say you're, you're on the side of the offender because you can't be when someone's broken the law, but yeah. you really feel it, you know, and you really want to. I think it's not that you excuse what people have done, but it's just that you sometimes understand the journey yeah. and you understand yeah. the path yeah. as to how people yeah. have got there. Yeah. Um, it's happened. Yeah. And that, that's tough because yeah. sometimes I think, you know, whatever that person has done more often than not it's nothing evil it's just something that's a bit daft mm. <laughs> you know when yeah. you think well I can see why you've done that it shouldn't have done and yeah so that was that was tough but yeah. again a great grounding mm. and um you know you really sort of learn your trade really because um I think again you have to sort of reflect and also you're you it sounds really sort of morbid but you are sort of faced with sort of tragedy and death of course in that yeah. role quite a lot so you do yeah. reflect on, on you know life, sort of making yeah. the best of your own life i think yeah yeah did you find in within that role that you had to take some time out you know after a shift just to get recalibrated uh, with being sensitive actually actually mm. i didn't at the time i don't know if it's because i was sort of quite a lot younger and so yeah. you, i don't know you just handle it in a different way but mm. I think it's probably only as I've got older that I've reflected and thought, you know what, that was hard going. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I do reflect in a really positive, there's not one thing, you know, I, I re reflect in a complete positive manner. There's not one thing there that I think, do you know what, I could have done that better. I think that I was everything I wanted to be in that role. I was fair, I was objective and, yeah. you know, I did the best for everybody. Yeah. And um, that so I could in that role, fun. and I think that coming out of it and feeling that you've done that, like you know, I've got a sense of pride there. Yeah, definitely. So, was that were you in the police force before you before you were a tutor at West Knots or uh, when you were in? Tutor? Yeah, so um, I sort of in the police force, I sort of looked at a little bit more of towards the end in terms of sort of you know the community you know, education. Um, and that sort of made me realise that I've got quite a, I think we've all got a niche and I found my niche to be teaching without a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, and I sort of fell into the role, I think, really. I just sort of started doing a little bit of supply teaching and did a um, sort of post-16 certificate initially. Mm. Um, and then what anyone who's ever been a teacher will tell you that you get absolutely sucked in like really quickly yes. um, and before you know it you're full time and you've got your own class and yeah. etc um, <laughs> and again that's you know it was uh, again a brilliant a brilliant role and it's not something that I wouldn't be doing if it hadn't have been for the clinic you know taking off I'd still probably be doing the same but yeah. um, no again working with I think younger people and, and working with the teenagers who are at the sort of crossroads of their life in lots of ways that's really eye-opening mm. um and you are you know that constant motivation and you've still got children yeah and teenagers when they are still full of hope yes. and yeah. Yeah. they're still full of ambition and they've not mm. realized that sometimes life's not as fair as it should be and yeah. it's quite nice yeah. you know mm, having well, no, teaching's very the, the, rewarding, the, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I, very I rewarding. Yeah. 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 I mean, I saw a student the other day and uh, it was really quite funny um, because, you know, he was, he, he must be 22 now. And, um, you know, he was there sort of shouting me across Carbank Park. Um, <laughs> and I'm thinking, 
Who is that? it? <laughs> I, I, like literally, I've not got a clue, and it took so long to dawn on me because obviously they get older. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I'm like yeah. who's that guy? And uh, I still see the guy as like a 15 year old in my class. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it's lovely, and that's I think the most rewarding part when you sort of you go out and you see someone in the supermarket who you used to teach, and they you know come see? running over and yeah, oh, I miss yeah, yeah. you know, and it all that lovely. sort of stuff, and. Oh, it's lovely, yeah, I'm, and it is. I just absolutely adore, you know, motivating and bringing kids on um, in whatever they want to do, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel very privileged to have, you know, had that role. And certainly, as I said, you know, it's I never rule out going back to any sort of teaching. But at the moment, obviously, the clinics are just very busy. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's good. I think you'll be the same as me, Kelly, as well. Because, I mean, I work Monday to Friday, my day job, I work in further education. Um, I work for the, um, I'm an internal quality assurer at the minute. Um, oh, brilliant. So, but for me, the same with that, with that, that feeling of reward that you get from, mm. from when you see a learner or a student that's moved on and done brilliant things from, from but the but using those stepping stones that you gave them it's yeah, a fantastic brilliant. feeling isn't it, it is, yeah. but i'm guessing for you yeah. as well as myself those those building bricks of learning to learning to lesson plan um, and that teaching experience it's supported me in teaching reiki teaching holistic therapies yeah. lesson <clears throat> planning and and writing content it's a good foundation mm. doesn't yeah. it so i'm guessing for you as well kelly that that's helped you your teaching experience has helped you with your content writing for the for the programs that you write the different training courses that you write as well yeah, I mean, absolutely. In teaching, you know, anyone who's ever been in teaching or is in teaching, I mean, it is literally take your hat off. I know, obviously, there's jokes about how oh, you get the school holidays and all that sort of stuff, but <laughs> the reality is a, a tough job. I mean, I was literally going in at seven in the morning and I would not leave until seven at night. And then wow. I'd still get my laptop out again, <laughs> you know, when I got home. Mm -hmm. And it is definitely, you need, pure organisation um, to be able to, you know, get everything ready that's just required. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to, and I look back now and I laugh, it's so sweet, but at the time I was like, oh, wow. You know, I'd, I'd sort of be break time and you've got 15 minutes to, mm -hmm. I always used to joke, you know, I can choose whether I'm going to get a drink or have a wee because I'm not going to have time for both. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally, I'd just mm -hmm. like that like 15 minutes think, all right, okay, just before the bell goes again for the next lesson, get everything ready. And then, um, I'd have like a couple of students who go, oh, miss, um, we're going to just sit in your classroom with you at break. And I'd be like, oh, lovely. You know, but it is, it, it's, it's amazing. And you're quite right. It sets you up for, you know, what's to come. And I've been very privileged just recently that, um, uh, uh, well, it's a university, really, I suppose, but um, just try and make it as simple as possible. But um, a, a new graduate diploma has been um, introduced and is specifically designed for medics. Um, and that is to teach all medics in integrative nutrition. Um, oh, so all the people who are doing the uh, diploma, the, the grad diploma, are all GPs or consultants, whatever. Um, and, you know, again, 
having that experience to be able to put it into that has meant so much because, mm. um, you know, I've got all that sort of, I suppose, experience, sort of chest of experience I can go in, can't I, and say, mm. right, okay, well, we use this and use that or the other. Um, so it definitely all comes together. Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. How fabulous. did you find that transition from from working, from having um, a nine-to-five job, let's say, mm. how did you find that transition from employment to working for yourself? Was it was it a leap of faith or did, actually was it quite a gradual thing for yourself? I think, no, it was a leap of faith, definitely. Um, I can remember saying, like, when I was going to leave the police force and, um, you know, people were like, seriously, are you absolutely mad? Um, you know, you've got a job for life and a pension and all that sort of stuff. And But I was very lucky because they were great. I mean, they said literally, you know, if any, if it doesn't work out, come back. Mm. You know, you, the mm. door's open. So well, it wasn't good. as much of a leap of faith as it could have been, I don't think, mm. um, because I did have that safety net. But um, no, it was, I think it was blind ambition, I think is the word, because I'd, honestly, I don't think until you've been self-employed, you've got mm. any idea how hard it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just go and think, oh, I'll be all right. Um, you do. And I'll just sort of crack on. <laughs> and then and it'll all work out fine. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, say that again, Julie. And then you think it'll all work out fine and that's it, isn't it? You just keep yeah, going. Yeah, it, it is. It's positive hope, isn't it? And I've always yeah. been really positive. So I've sort of believed in my own abilities and, you know, off I go. But it has been tough. You know, yeah. there's been really tough times, especially in the last sort of two years when we had to close and we were forced to close. And that was so frustrating that, yeah. you know, I thought, you know, our skills are vital right now we need to be open yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we were forced to be closed and um, obviously there's no income and I've got five children um, well three and two stepchildren yeah. and it was very much a case of well not tough <laughs> do you know what I mean there's, mm. yeah. there was no income coming in it's a case of that's just the way it is so yeah. yeah there's been really tough bits but I've sort of never lost faith and I think every single time you, you see someone and you make a difference in their life whether it be you know through the spiritual side or through nutrition it's worth it it's you know awesome. and you just think oh yeah that's why I do what, what I do, do. Yeah. Um, and of course on the practical side to have the flexibility around the family which is really hard to have if you've got a nine-to-five definitely yeah. yeah totally agree I've been self-employed since I was 17 Kelly Wow, yeah. that's some going, that Julie. Yeah. It's about 100 years. Yeah, it is, yeah. I went straight into it with, with a leap of faith but it's, but again. It's, but it's brave, isn't it? It, yeah. it really is brave. Um, I you don't know, know what I was thinking no... at the time. <laughs> I must have been mad, but I went for it. I just knew that I wanted to do it and that was it. Yeah, and do you know what? And that's... Yeah the end point isn't it if you know what you want to do and you're passionate and you know you've got the ability yeah. then i'd say to anybody you know go just it. go for it mm. <laughs> uh, you know this yeah. because there's so many people who say oh i wish i could do whatever it is you know i wish i could be self-employed or i wish i could do this and i i always always push people and i just say look you can what's stopping you <laughs> you know you can give it a go or you can sort of do a half half and and go from there but certainly i wouldn't you know, I wouldn't swap my position. It is mm. nice to sort of be in charge of my own fate to a certain degree. And yeah, um, I, I just don't like all of the paperwork that comes with it. But that's uh, <laughs> part of the uh, job, isn't yeah, it? Nobody yeah. does, yeah, do they? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. 
So um, there's quite a few services that you offer, Kelly. Um, I was looking through them earlier on, um, such as into- intolerance testing. Can you tell us about? Can you tell me? Can you tell us about intolerance testing? How do you do that? Sure. Yeah. So I think obviously being a nutritionist, you, there's so much you can do by sort of trial and error. And unfortunately, um, most of the sort of GPs still tell people to do the trial and error diet so basically leave something in take it back out put it back in and see how you go if they've got you know tummy issues like irritable Mm. bowel syndrome and stuff like that um and i thought you know what there's more we can do sort of than this and so i started to research this is going back now about 10 years and um, Mm. i found an amazing company um called cambridge nutritional sciences who were really passionate about gut health um, and getting people well and they've developed an amazing test that you just take a little bit of blood from the finger mm-hmm. and yeah. then yeah. keeping it really simple you test that blood against all the different foods yeah. in like a almost like a petri dish and if there's a color change it means that the blood or hence the body has reacted against yeah. that food mm-hmm. um, and obviously if you get a reaction in the tray you get the same reaction in the body um, and wow. it gives you sort of a mild, medium or severe. So once I get the results in and the, the client can watch the results come in, which is really good because they can sort of be like, oh, what's that? You know, oh, why is that turning? You know, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then we can really go through a program that is specific for that client where they can know what they exactly need to remove need and what to, yeah. obviously they can leave mm-hmm. in rather than just doing a trial and error, which obviously takes a long time and it's not always so successful so yeah i mean like i said it must be 10 years now where i've used it and it's absolutely brilliant i the, i could well there's hundreds hundreds of people who have uh, had the test and you know the the problems that they've had have pretty much diminished by following the like a new regime excellent and is that something that you offer at the, the health shop is that is that a service there <laughs> yes or? Yeah, mm. both clinics, um, and it's it's really popular because obviously it does what it says on the tin, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, you yeah. know. Um, because there's a, I think nutritionist, it's sort of a really sort of what would you say, like a generalised term. There's so many different nutritionists specialising in different things and advising different types of diet and all that sort of stuff. But I'm very much a believer that I like to try and keep it as practical as possible you know it's no matter what the person comes in with in terms of you know problems and also the way that they want to eat I have to work it around them because I can't just send everybody out having like three green smoothies a day for example because (laughs) it's just not going to work you know it's got I'm very much a believer that food's social you know it's to be enjoyed as well as obviously for sustenance so Mm -hmm. I try and be practical with that and that intolerance test helps me to do that definitely do you find as well i mean i've often found that um when your body uh, craves a certain food like for instance uh-huh. the, the other week I, I i needed potatoes i just i was craving potatoes mm. for some reason and i feel as though the body already knows in in some respect and it kind of tells you yeah through this craving 100 it does 100% it does. There's no doubt about that. I think, again, I mean, you could go into really 
deep conversations mm. about like pineal glands and mm. being oh, yeah. sort of uh, open to all this but we forget you know when we, we tune ourselves out and we forget how to listen um, it's just now and again isn't it where we'll go oh do you know what i really fancy an orange but yeah, i don't really it. know why yeah. well it's your body's saying that you need the need bit it. c or the salt's a really good one um, where people start craving salt and they can't really understand why so yeah you're absolutely right there's, there's lots and lots of examples of that not just in pregnancy where people crave you know odd things yeah i've had that where i've needed not need well, i suppose yeah i've had to have i've craved salt before yeah, mm. a lot of people do. And do you know what, actually? When people crave salt, I know it sounds crazy, but most of the time it's because they're dehydrated. Mm. Um, but it's the body just saying, right, okay, just it's almost like a supply and demand thing. So the body asks for salt, which will actually dehydrate. But people, um, you know, that that's sort of a really key sign. So I always say to people, if they're craving salt, just make sure you're drinking enough water and yeah. stuff like that. But, you know, I think there's so many food myths out there i mean i deal with them every single day and you know people say oh no i can't have this or i can't have that because it's really bad and mm. after mm. all you know other than obviously intolerances that people might have it's everything in moderation yeah, um, yeah. and it's worked mm. for our great grandparents and it worked for our grandparents and it will work for us as long as we choose from you know the decent stuff yeah. because yeah. you know Certainly when I was, uh, you know, training, they used to say, well, eat what's around you when it's around you mm. and you won't go far wrong. And it's, there's a lot of truth in that, you know. Mm, I think we think food. supermarkets yes. and all this sort of stuff are, you know, oh, blimey, they've been around forever, but they haven't. I mean, in the scheme of things, they're quite new. Mm, yeah, and yeah. the fact that we can get like a mango in the middle of November um, yes. to mm, eat yeah. while we've got a central eating on is actually quite <laughs> challenging for the body, but... We do it because it's available, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think we could be a bit more, you know, mindful of, you the know, food, what's, yeah. what, well, what should we be? What's in season right now and things like that. Yeah. And it does help because everything, even food's got a vibration, as, as you know. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, if you're eating things that challenge your body, then you're going to feel that. <laughs> so sure. I, think yeah, yeah. I always say to people, try and just eat a little bit locally if you can. Sure. How do you feel about the some of the crops being modified? Because that will obviously have an impact <clears throat> on people's uh, food intolerances, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like organic yeah, food. Yeah, definitely. You know. Definitely. Mm. It's really difficult, this one. Um, I get mm. asked it quite a lot. And sure. don't think I've got like one answer on it because if they're being modified to take away a problem with it like for example let's say they modify a crop and once it's modified then it doesn't have a particular pesticide yeah um because that pest no longer is attracted to it then obviously that's a good thing um but i think that as with many things at the moment there's a lot of change happening yeah. mm. and very little research Definitely. so that's my concern, you know, what, uh, what, what is it doing? actually doing to the body <laughs> Yeah. that we don't, you know, we don't know, we think it's okay, but, you know, it, it saddens me in a lot of ways that I'll see on the uh, TV, for example, um, an advert that says two out of three of us are going to get cancer. Yeah. And yeah. we oh, accept that quite readily, like it's... I don't know, like a, a finger coming down, pointing at you, oh, it's going to be you. Well, yeah. no. Ultimately, 
if two or three out two out of three of us are going to get cancer, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> it's a, yeah. that that's what it comes down to, and you know, not the individual doing something wrong, but the globally, system, the system we're is, doing something yeah. wrong. And is that our food? I don't know. Is it our environment? Yeah. I don't know. Who I think knows? It's both. <laughs> certainly, well, we have both. all these different radio yeah. waves and frequencies mm. and phone generated yeah, exactly. waves. Everything is constant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I suppose. Right. I suppose with the foods that we, eat, the food, what we consume. A lot of the time, what we consume, um, it's almost like processed. I don't mean to sound morbid, but I suppose some of the stuff that we eat is almost like slow suicide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really, it's really difficult because we've got we've got ourselves into lots of problematic situations. Where I heard something on the radio um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was saying that. I don't normally listen to totally boring things, by the way, but um, <laughs> this time it was quite boring. Um, but it was saying that um, the average grape that's on our supermarket shelf is 90 days old. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think, like... Yeah. It's not fresh then, is it? So the is, well, it can't be. Yeah, no. And that's just general for everything as well, not just for, obviously, grapes. So there's that side of it. Uh, mm. There's obviously the processed stuff because not because i don't think honestly any of my clients want to do it i just think that everyone's so rushed and we don't have time to exactly to prepare and care for ourselves and honestly we are one of the worst nations yeah they just accept the food that's there without questioning is it actually good has it got the nutrition in i I agree absolutely and 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 also like people are like it makes me laugh. Like someone will come into the clinic and let's say they decide they want to lose weight or whatever. Well, I don't, I will work with weight loss. Of course I will. But I don't like specifically looking at that in the sense of, oh, look, right. Okay. We can do it, but the weight loss will be a byproduct. We're going to look at what you put in to into body. your body because yeah. this is about nutrition. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And so I'll say, right. Okay. So for breakfast, I want you to have like, I don't know, um, a slice of wholemeal bread with some avocado. And they look at me like, did you actually just say avocado? And I'm like, <laughs> well, my ears pretty yeah. Up, and then they're like, no, I can't have that because that's like nine sins or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, but it's really good for you. No, it's full of fat. I can't have that. It's the right um, fats though, isn't then, it? I've had a avocado. Yeah. Yeah. A smoothie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy because then, that same person would have like half a packet of digestive biscuits without thinking about it. But it's, yeah. it's these little food myths that people have got into their head. And I think a lot of people now have forgotten that we should eat to nourish and we should eat to fuel and things mm-hmm. like that. And that, I think what if people thought more in that way, then perhaps people would be a bit oh, healthier, mindful. but we are mm-hmm. the worst um, nation really. I mean, I say this all the time to, to uh, you know, my students and uh, clients, but if you think of all the other European, whether it be France or, you know, Germany, Italy, Italy yeah. etc., they all know how to rest and get lunch and have a siesta or whatever. And, you know, most of us are just running around trying to, like, get a sandwich yeah. in a yeah. Yeah. gap of okay. 20 minutes or whatever. And, yeah, it's just not good. We really need to get, look back at, you know, how we can, nourish and personally with the what's going on at the minute with all the environment um yeah meetings and, and everything that's going on 
I don't know if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm being a bit too optimistic, but I do feel like there's something happening. I feel like there's a change. And you were saying earlier about the energies being sort of thin and you feel that shift, and I certainly Mm. do. And I feel more people are sort of waking up to... I don't think necessarily mm. necessarily the environment or food, but I think people are Something's really looking it? into themselves, it's, thinking, We can't this carry on like this, can we? <laughs> Do you know what? I was really? talking about this, Kelly, the other week, because I, 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 I like to, I'm a bit of a, a sunset and sunrise chaser. And, oh, um, yeah. You oh, love that. And the amount of people that are out f- for the sunrise in the morning mm-hmm. out in Derbyshire, and it's like... Yeah. There's so many people just looking for something yeah. at the minute. They're looking they for are. something I at the minute. I can feel it, but I can't literally put my sort of finger on what exactly I mean by it. And I think you're mm. probably sensing the same. I I just feel that people are looking for something more. They yeah. realise yeah. that this is not this isn't it. it. This is not mm. it's fully satisfying. It's like an inner pull, isn't yeah. it? I but, think the last yeah, two years correct. has obviously made people uh, reflect a little bit as well and slow down because oh, everybody sure. had to, you know, re- question everything in their life and, you know, family and their jobs and being able to do things. So I do think that has had an impact. Well, people now, are, are, as right. I've observed, they're starting mm. to see the blessings in every situation, that they're not taking things for granted as much as mm. they did before this awakening or, you know, the lockdowns. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, they, they're treasuring that time they've got with the family as well, rather than before yep. trying taking to Taking it juggle. for granted? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, and I think we found that with so many people deciding, like, with the working from home stuff and deciding that, and that's like the way it. I'm going to stay. You know, yeah. I, I've got no intention of changing yeah. that now. And mm. <laughs> I yeah. think that's uh, good. It's positive that people are reflecting on and the amount of time they're spending on the road or in mm. an office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you... My my job was previously, <laughs> I was out on the road for half the day. Um, and now I work yeah, from sure. home. And now I work from home with that. Mm. And I love it. I love being at home. Exactly. And I don't want that. I don't want that to change. We work. We work via Zoom. We work. We we do like the interactive online workshops and all that sort of stuff. Working from home, and yeah. I love that. And it's just changed my lifestyle so much. Well, there's less stress of travelling as well, yeah. and queuing, and absolutely you know, all the rest of it. And this, so- I mean, being on the road in traffic, that's not what we're designed not for, good. is it? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you know. And like you say, there, Phil, there's <laughs> so, so many. Though, it's- it's a positive, I think. There's so much yeah. more people attracted to nature now, isn't there? You know, if it's walking, oh, yeah. if it's just sitting down on a park bench, uh, people are really f- feeling Connected that pull it. to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, The amount of companies that are picking up on forest bathing and wellness mm-hmm. and yeah. mental health and mindfulness. mindfulness definitely. I'm seeing minute. that hugely on LinkedIn at the minute. It's yeah. all over the place in terms of work wellness. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's about time. <laughs> really. Yeah. 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 We all long need overdue. it. Yeah. And schools as well. Long overdue. The amount of schools that, are, that, that have like forest schools now and stuff. And that's, mm. that's a massive trend at the minute for, 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 schools, for, for yeah. small, the smaller schools, isn't it? Having, Having the forest oh, yeah. schools Brilliant. and things. So, 
And I think we get so much more from the students, you know, just having that little bit of time out in nature. Um, Calming, you know, isn't it? Doing, when, when I... Uh, used to teach um the uh, the college and at the school i can remember you know we used to have like wake up wednesdays and things like that and um honestly for the first bear in mind this is like sort of years uh what 10 and 11 so like 15 and 16 mm. and i can remember the first time like we did the meditation and it was I think half of the class, they just could not focus. They were like sniggering, mm, sort of yeah. mm. trying to put their heads on the table, but like sniggering one another, mm. like looking sideways. And do you know, by like week three, they were so engaged. I can't tell you. Mm. They were literally so engaged. And one of the things that really got me, and it just showed me that it doesn't matter who you are and what age you are and what you need in terms of nurturing. And that was, I used to teach English and every now and again, not often, but every now and again, maybe like once a month, when we were doing a particular book, I'd get all of the kids, bear in mind 15 and 16 year olds, mm. all of the kids, and they would literally be in a circle and I'd just be in the middle and I'd read to them, maybe mm. 20 minutes, half an hour. And I can't tell you how much they enjoyed that. Just that nurturing of listening mm. to someone read to them. Mm. And we forget, don't we, what's, little things make a big, big difference, difference. Yeah. Marvelous. Yeah. yeah and I think we're so rushed and you know certain I thought you know certain learners wouldn't have ever had that and they just adored that time so I think if we can go back to that sort of giving them time rather than just I don't Rushing know like teaching time. to an exam yeah 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 it's really important it's almost like mindful listening as well, isn't it, for children that are being read to? Um, oh, yeah, because they, they absolutely. Aren't, they aren't listening to understand. They aren't listening to... Um, They're just listening, aren't just they? Just listening and, and, imagining, just and imagining, aren't they? Being in the moment. Yeah. Absolutely, because, I mean, something I try and tell myself, and I think it is probably one of my missing links really if, I, if I'm honest in terms of being spiritual and that's trying to find that sort of childlike part of who you are and yeah. I try and you know work with clients and say well hang on a minute what did you used to do to find joy when you yeah. were younger not now yeah. what yeah. not what you have to do what did you used to do mm. um and we totally forget don't we about well what did I used to do <laughs> you know when we really lose that and you've almost got to relearn I think yeah, definitely. And and actually, you can tie that into food as well, can't you? Because actually, what would your inner child like to eat? Angel Delight, Absolutely. please. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I love Angel Delight. I could eat a whole pack to myself. Um, but like, yeah, we'll go retro. retro. Yeah, retro. Angel Delight. So I think, I think uh, we, we, we get in touch with our inner child through Mine's food as gone. well, don't we? <laughs> just another way yeah. food is another way to get in touch with our inner child absolutely um, and i think it really i think if more people had the ability time and probably allowed themselves to to do that then i think from a mental health point of view i think we'd be a lot healthier um because yeah it's just i feel we do so much these days out of duty but not that much of, out of yeah, what we actually want to do mm. You were talking about we were talking about food earlier on, and you were talking about the vibration of food. 
Um, and uh-huh. I don't know if it was yourself, Kelly or Glenn, that mentioned an orange or fancying an orange. Oh, it was potatoes was it, with me the other week. Kelly mentioned about, orange. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think as well with food, I think we are attracted to the color of food oh, yeah. subconsciously or unconsciously yeah. that resonate with with one of the chakras, chakras yeah. as well. So I think I think you it's, well I think it's right. soul food as well. So mm. so working. So choosing foods to work to nourish to the, nourish the, us spiritually and as well energetically yeah. So we yeah, should we should eat so. the colours of the rainbow, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know when I did the sort of naturopathic side of my nutrition, we talked very much about the Chinese medicine side, and we had to sort of study some of that and colour in terms of Chinese medicine is actually so important, so important, you know, in terms of like green, if you're sort of constantly wearing green, for example, it can mean that the liver's out of balance and obviously constantly going for red can say there's like too much heat in the body. And again, it's one, it's really, it sounds almost too simplistic, doesn't it? Mm. Um, But we forgot to sort of think about those really simplistic things. I think we sort of just skirt over them. Um, but I, I very much believe that. And I think if you go back to sort of the children and particularly babies, you know, when they're sort of toddlers and that sort of age, you know, they're very specific about what they'll have and what they won't have. Um, and whether <laughs> that is the colour or the vibration, then who knows? But they, and they know, we all they? talk about it, don't <laughs> we, about, you know, as you get older and, oh, no, I never like toddlers, greens. but now I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, is it the vibration? Who knows? But something certainly changes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point, that is. Definitely. Can you tell us a little bit about the courses that you run, Kelly? Um, because I've been looking at the recorded webinars that you do. Um, and you do I know you do those face-to-face mm-hmm. as well, don't you? And some of them are, just seem fascinating, to be honest. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the different courses that you do? Yes. Yeah, so I teach... Um, Above all, really, now I teach colon hydrotherapy, so that's colonic mm-hmm. irrigation, which yeah. seems the most bizarre thing to teach. Um, but <laughs> I sort of, I, I think I got into it when I was 16, really, mainly because I just got really bad digestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a sort of, how old would I have been then? Maybe about 21, something like that. I thought, Do you know what? It can't just be me. Um, I think I'll like train how to do this, etc. cetera. Um, and actually, I intended to be a doctor. That was my mm-hmm. initial path. Mm. Um, and I decided that I'd drop medical school and um, I decided I'd do colonic instead, much to the mm-hmm. horror of my parents at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they've sort of got used to it now. Um, but yeah, and, and the... <laughs> The training sort of, yeah, I just sort of appeared. I thought, you know, other people must need it. And you could imagine as well, we're going back now to like 2004, I think it was, when um, I sort of set the training school up. And people didn't really know what it was. The only people, you know, who knew would say, oh, well, I heard Princess Diana used to have it or whatever. Mm. Um, so, but I was, yeah, I was right in what I did because it's been there now since 2004 the training school and Mm. I've taught so many people from all over the world um even the health minister from Papua New Guinea um which is 
crazy, isn't it? Someone would travel, but I've, mm. you know, people have traveled from Ghana, mm. from Brazil and Ukraine, etc. Um, and I'm very, you know, grateful to have had those people, um, to then go out and provide that service to, you know, oh, all of their clients. Cause it is really important. And, you know, when you start looking at colonic alongside things like, you know, herbal enemas and coffee enemas and things like that, it can make a really big difference to someone's health, particularly yeah. if they're trying to detox. Um, so, yeah, so that's sort of the main thing that I teach, but I do sort of webinars, um, also one-to-ones on all different topics, whether it be sort of children's health or sports. Um, oh, the, the list goes on. I mean, I've done that many different ones over the years. Um, and also I teach a bit of a nutrition advisor so not for someone to be a nutritionist because that takes a degree but for someone to be able to sort of give advice if they're already a therapist to their clients um Mm -hmm. so yeah lots of different things now um and i think well all i'm gonna say whichever is most popular they're all popular really because everyone wants you know different things um and i am able to teach reiki but i haven't done that for some time because i've just been so busy with everything else yeah 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 i was just saying actually i've for for quite a while since since covid i've not really had any groups myself any reiki groups or anything like that but i've just done last saturday i had did a a a one-to-one reiki two attunement um at home for a client and i loved getting back into that i mean i've just started my friday night just just started my friday night groups again and it's just so nice to be able to get back, get back into that again. sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, it is so nice. And do you know what? I've been seeing my uh, mentor um, because I think we all, no matter you know where you are on this journey, I think we all need someone to act as a mentor. And she's just absolutely fascinating and amazing. And, and we've been sort of doing like the shamanism mm-hmm. stuff. And um I went sort of this Monday, just gone to see her and you're quite right in what you're saying. It's just was so nice just to really get involved in that. And then remember like, wow, this is just amazing, (laughs) you know, and, and to learn as well, because I, you know, I am an eternal student and, um, Funnily enough, actually, my spirit guide told me that when I was about 21, um, you will be an eternal student, you'll keep <laughs> learning, and uh, he's, he hasn't lied. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I thought, how nice, and she's just so talented, um, and she was taking me through a bit of a meditation, and um, it just blew my mind, because she said to me, right, okay, I just need to do a little bit of work with you, blah, 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 blah. And um, she said, just close your eyes, take yourself to your sort of sacred place, etc. Only two minutes passed, something like that. And in this time, when I was in my meditation, this like wolf came to me, and it was like really trying to free me of any negative energies. And it was really quite dominant and quite amazing. And um, so literally two minutes passed, and... Um, she just looked at me after and I was just about to say, you'll never guess what. And she said, oh, did my wolf come in? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, he did. And she said, he's a big bugger, isn't he? <laughs> I said, yeah, he is. Um, but um, yeah, it's just so nice to be in that world and to be with like-minded people and mm. just be reminded of the absolute miracles that are around us. 
true. And this is what, to to be honest, Kelly, this is why we start in January, we started this podcast um, to build. We wanted to build a community, a community Mm. of family and like-minded family. To raise the consciousness, you know, with whatever vibration. Share that knowledge as well to others. And we were pushed into it, weren't we, Julia? We were. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm glad you were because it's so nice and certainly for me, I'm, I'm just so grateful because, you know, it's been a long time and I know you can all completely empathise with this, but it's been mm. a long time of me, we're talking now 20 odd years of like being the only one with like a drum or the only one with a singing bowl and the only one who burned stage <laughs> or the only it, one with yeah. Palisanto. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. you're like, then people there's come more than one. And like, <laughs> yeah, more exactly. Yeah. They're like, what's that? what's that why what are you doing you know <laughs> and um it's so lovely and also i think as well to dispel some myths because people not everybody by any means but some people just think oh it's just black magic and it's yeah. could not be yeah. further further from the truth yeah. from it's literally yeah. absolute polar opposite it's all yeah. about love and light <laughs> um yeah. you know and really like you said great uh, Julie raising the consciousness um mm. of positivity and raising that vibration which is so important right now more than ever before yeah. and and it is an absolute joy to be amongst people who are doing I that. think do you know yeah. what you can just be yourself um and I know that it's a funny story actually when I worked at the school and like the um, one day I don't know why but one of the uh, like children had asked something and it was something along with who would you be if you could be anyone and they said I think they were writing it down you know and um, they said miss <laughs> and bear in mind we had to get sort of nice. suited and booted yeah. and they were like miss if you could come to school wearing anything like what would you wear and I said oh right I said I'd have daisies in my hair mm-hmm. I'd have Doc Martens a long yeah. flowing <laughs> skirt and I was like literally going on and on and they were like no you wouldn't and I'm like no yes, I, I would fantastic <laughs> 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 They Brilliant. thought that was just so far removed from who I was as that teacher, yeah. you know. They couldn't quite grasp different perceptions. That aspect. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, very different perceptions. Oh. And um Yeah, well, it's just uh it's just nice to be who you are. I think it's so important. And yeah. I think the older you get, the more it's in really well adamant you are that you will be. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Well, that's been lovely there. Helen, you've got about 50 seconds, 40 seconds to tell us, to tell the listeners where they can find you and your Facebook page and contact. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so at Health Shop, uh, Mansfield Wood House, um, I drop in any time it's really, you know, just drop in. No appointment needed to work to just come and have a word with us um and on facebook it's incorporating wellness or 360 well-being center um yeah and all the numbers really and all the contacts yeah. are on there oh, so there's myself and laurie at mansfield so uh, yeah come and see us brilliant thank you Great. thank you thank you it has been such a pleasure um kelly thank you for joining us um Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. 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 Thank Thank you. you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you 
to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.